This morning before Sunday school, there was a group that came and sang here, if you'll remember. Uh, those that were here, it was a great time. When one of the songs that the group sang was called, well, I don't know the name of it, but it had the phrase, I believe in heaven. I believe in heaven. And I hope that you do. Because that's how our heart gets changed for God. When we believe in heaven. Um, we're looking at the clock is ticking. And you know there's lots of clocks that tick across the world. As you think about a ticking clock, I think of the one in London. Big Ben. That's a clock that ticks. And as we kind of move back across the Atlantic and then come to the United States, there's clocks that tick all over. Not just clocks in our homes, but there's clocks that tick. The NFL season's about ready to start. So there's kind of a countdown to that. And the World Series is coming. So there's a count up to that. There's clocks that tick all around the world. The ticking of the clock. It occurs. It happens. You got guests coming over to your house. You know, the kind of, the clock starts ticking and you're not quite ready. And the clock starts ticking. Or maybe you got that hunger pit in your stomach and it's getting close to noon or the time of the evening when you eat. And so that clock just starts ticking. You ever had your stomach growl? The clock ticks. The pendulum swings. In an article by David Jeremiah, he mentioned the doomsday clock. Do you remember the doomsday clock that was built in 1947? How many of you remember the doomsday clock? Sure, a few of you do. In 1947, some uh, nuclear scientists created that clock to tell us how soon the next catastrophe would happen that could destroy the world. Remember that doomsday clock? It still is in, it's still ticking. And in 2017, they have said that it moved to two and a half minutes before midnight. Now, it's teetered between ten minutes and two and a half minutes for several years. But there's a doomsday clock as well. All clocks are ticking. Many churches, several churches, have closed doors. Others are faced with financial challenges, handfuls of attendance. And we look at our own friends' meetings, the churches around our friend's church in North Carolina, we see a downward trend. In some places, the clock seems to be ticking. But we can cause it to beat to a different tick if we want to. In just six years, Archdale Friends will be selling, celebrating its first centennial birthday. Its first 100 years here in this community. A great feat, a great accomplishment for all of you. Next year is our 95th year. A great time for celebration and a time to fill our pews or a time to look at who we've been to see where we want to go. Later today, following lunch, we'll begin looking at those first 70 years, the successes, the stories, the struggles, the pains, the events that have made us who we are. What, and what we then we want to become. We'll see how the, some of the matriarchs and patriarchs of our faith and their dedication to God and to each other established this meeting. 
which is built upon love and grace of Jesus Christ. One of you was telling me several years ago when they, before the addition of the uh, room was over here where the John Arkdale is or the fellowship hall. Remember all the flooding that happened downstairs? Any of you remember the flooding that occurred? And how people just came together and swept all the water out? A community of faith coming and working together. I wonder how many times they did that. Our monthly meeting minutes show the ticking of the clock of Archdale Friends. And then where do we want to go? The clock ticks, the pendulum swings, and no one knows when our last day on earth will arrive. According to scripture, there is a day coming when Christ sets in motion events leading to the end of the age. It's not something we like to think about. It's not something that we even want to talk about. Yet scripture tells us that the clock has been set in motion. I have a clock in my office um, that was given to me by uh, one of our daughter's uh, boyfriends several years ago. It's a, it's a circle clock. Maybe some of you have see it, seen it. I didn't bring it in here with me. It got a big C on it for the Chicago Cubs. And when I sit in that room and there's no distractions, I can hear the ticking of the clock. You can sit there three or four minutes if the phone doesn't ring or if someone doesn't come in the office. You can hear the ticking of that clock. Just as God is speaking to your heart, you can hear those ticks. But when the phone rings, when someone comes in the office, now this is a good thing, when there's a piano lesson being taught next door in the next room, whether it's David Spell or somebody else learning to play the piano, well, David can already play it. <laughs> but when those distractions are going on, you don't hear the ticking of the clock. It's kind of like you're removed from it, and you don't hear it. And life can be like that. We can get so busy and so wrapped up in everything that we're doing that we forget that the clock's ticking, that God's speaking, that we can hear. The distractions kind of push the noise away or bring the noise in. And we can't hear really what God is telling us. We get lost in the struggles of society. You watch the news? How many of you watch the news? We can get lost in those things that happen, can't we? That hurt our heart. That we just wonder what people are doing. Politics, sports stories. And we forget then to give our time to Christ, to the church, our Christian commitment. We can get off track of our mission to spread the gospel so easily by just the distractions that happen around us. We get caught up by distractions and we can head to the beach or we can head to the mountain saying, I've earned this. And we forget God. Our church attendance, the ticking of the clock goes on and on and on. Almost a hundred years ago has gone by for Archdale friends. Where is our future? Where is our hope? The time is now to begin thinking about our 95th celebration and our 100th celebration. How do we prepare? Where do we want to be? What do we want to look like? 
In another hundred years, let's give our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, something to write about. The hope and promise lives in each of us, in each of you. What are we going to do as the clock ticks for God, for our stale friends, and for our community? What do you do with your time as the clock ticks every day? Well, we've heard that our wealth won't get us to heaven. And I know my car is not big enough to take all of you to heaven. You know, only seats four people. So sometimes we hear this question. Or maybe you've asked it yourself. If you've only had six months to a year to live, if you knew you only had a certain number of days left on earth, what would you do differently? I know we've talked about Ed Harris and how his time is limited here. But if your time was limited, if you knew you only had a short span of years to live, or months, what would you do differently for God, for your family, for our stale friends? We all have a certain number of days to live. The scripture tells us so. Your life is in God's hands. Love him and serve him and love others. Strengthen the community. Share the good news. Be the community of faith. We don't know if our last day is today, tomorrow, or down the road. Of course, we hope that it's going to be down the road. We all want to live longer and be able to provide things for our family and those around us. When I make visits to the older generation here at Archdale Friends, we sometimes talk about subjects that focus on wanting to spend more time with family. We talk about our stale friends, what it was, and what we'd like to see it be. And they talk about wanting to heal relationships between themselves and God and others. And these are important subjects for community, for strength, to move forward. And just as these are important subjects, so is our spiritual relationship with God. It needs to be in order. Is your heart right with God? Have you asked God to forgive you? Are you seeking God's plan? Or are you seeking the world's? What clock is ticking in you? Is it God's clock? Or is it the world's clock? Are we doing what God's will is? What distracts you from God's view? What keeps you on track for God? The early matriarchs and patriarchs of this meeting displayed a deep commitment of building community, caring for one another and holding each other accountable to the meeting, to themselves, to God. The members possessed a vision and a drive to move forward to the, for the kingdom of God. They seemed to Live and serve with a fervor, as if the clock was to build. They were using the clock to build, looking to the future. As friends, as Quakers, they did their best to live lives of simplicity, peace, integrity, community, and equality. That's the acronym called SPICE. Simplicity, peace, Integrity, community, and equality. 
early friends, even Quakers in this new world, yet to be the United States, were subjected to severe persecution for their faith. But they didn't give up. They were put in prison. Several lost their lives for their faith in Christ. Many young people risked their lives. In our scripture text today, did you hear the, that the Jews were jealous? Did you hear that the Jews were jealous of the growing number of Christians? And they were so jealous and so disturbed about this growing facet that was happening of Christ that they rounded up a mob to catch Paul and Silas who were on their missionary journey. And when they couldn't find Paul and Silas, they brought out Jason, a Christian who had probably been housing Paul and Silas. And the Jews dragged Jason and others out and accused them, denying them of following Christ. Paul and Silas, Jason and others became a witness for God in Thessalonica. They kind of lived those lives of integrity. They made inroads into the community. They made inroads into the life of the people who needed to know and hear about the love of Christ. They built a community of faith by making inroads into the town and city of Thessalonica. And there was significant evidence they were following Christ. Christ's message was something new then. It was something exciting. The freedom from sin that they could experience themselves. That love was for all. That anyone could follow God. Now that's not so new today. But it was then. And there was an excitement and a depth going on. When Archdale Friends was first formed and first made, there was an excitement. It was something new that was happening in this community. And people's lives were committed to it. Simplicity, peace, integrity, community, and equality. And we'll hear, as Don Farlow has already put together, you will see on that timeline that he's already started to create that there were people at Archdale Friends, before this became a monthly meeting, that already had a vision to build a building. They were already looking at the clock down the road, not the one behind them, but the clock in front of them to build, to establish, to reach the lives of people in this community. Kafer Marley is a Quaker minister, has been a Quaker minister here in North Carolina. He passed away a few years ago. He was a member at Center Friends. He's been a Quaker minister 50 years. And I got to know Kafer when I was a pastor at Center Friends for several years. And before his death, I had the opportunity to visit with him several times. And one of the times that I was there, um, Kafer was still serving at age 85 on ministry and counsel. And he was still teaching Sunday school class. Once a month. And when I was there at his house, I said, Kafer, do you think you've done enough for God? And this was his answer. Not as long as the clock is ticking. Wow, 85 years old, not as long as the clock is ticking. He hadn't done enough for God, for sinner friends, for his community. 
And I think about that statement. Wherever I am, have I done enough for God? Have I done enough for Archdale friends? Have I done enough for you? Not as long as the clock is ticking. Continue to love, serve, build community, share the gospel message with others. Do we live up to our ancestors' faith? Simplicity. Well, the building looks kind of simple, doesn't it? Peace. Do we want peace in our hearts, in our meeting? Integrity. We should always tell the truth and be the truth and be the people of God wherever we are. Standing up for as the Sunday school lessons have been about justice. Are we standing up for justice? Are we correcting wrongs that need to be right? Community. Are we building community? Which side of the community are you on? The good side or the strenuous side? Equality. Everyone has that of God in them. Do we treat people the same? Red, yellow, black, white, those that sit on my left or those that sit on my right, do you treat everybody the same? Well, I don't know about people in the center. Do you treat people the same? We should. The love of Christ tells us to. In our scripture lesson, evidently Jason and others were making inroads into the community where they lived, surrounding Jerusalem, Asia Minor, and beyond with the gospel. And what's amazing about that is they didn't have radio, they didn't have TV, they didn't have internet, they didn't have cell phones, they didn't have computers, they didn't have any of that. But their church grew because they carried it themselves into the community. They took it and changed the community where they lived with the love of the gospel. My grandmother Freeman had a black raspberry patch outside her back door. And I got to help her pick some of those black raspberries every once in a while. And it was a big patch. There was always too many raspberries to make just black raspberry pie with. And so she'd make black raspberry jelly and she'd freeze some of those black, berry, black raspberries and put them in the freezer. And when someone in the community moved into the community, new people moved into the community that no one knew, she would take jelly and a black raspberry pie and she'd be the first one to their front door. And she'd talk to them about New Salem friends and she'd invite them there. She was making an inroad into the lives of the people in that community. How are we doing that today? How are we making our inroads into the lives of people of this community? How do you do that? We should be carrying the gospel in our heart. Doesn't mean you have to stand on the street corner. Doesn't mean you have to preach it when you're talking to someone. But integrity talks about living it. And we need to live it. The clock is ticking. And thank you for what you do already. I'm sorry if I've stepped on your toes. But thank you for what you do. 
Many of you do so much already, and I appreciate that. We talked about that in the Isaac Harris class this morning. Keep doing it. Keep making the inroads. But remember, the clock is ticking for all of us. There are people who need to know Christ, maybe in this room, maybe beyond these walls. Offer them the grace and mercy of Christ because people need hope. People need hope. We need hope. So where is your desire, your fervor for God, for Archdale friends? As time passes by, the clock is ticking. What do we want to do with it?